Welcome back, everybody, to the Retrospects Coffee Podcast. Uh, if you joined us last time, we talked about brewing methods and our favorites. Uh, this week, it's just going to be me and Ryan. Scott and Josh couldn't make it. Both got busy lives, I guess. I don't they, even uh, know what's going on. They're out of the band. Yeah. yeah. Bye. I kicked them out. No, <laughs> just playing. But, um... Yeah, sorry to keep doing this to you guys. We keep you guys waiting for a couple weeks, but uh, Ryan and I were at the SCA Expo this whole or this last weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Oh, you were there. You were there Friday, Saturday. I was there. I got. I flew in on Thursday night. Okay. Um, most of the crew was there that I was with was there Thursday like morning. Like, okay. So they they got there early Thursday and were checking out some stuff and then. Um, cause I don't, I don't think the expo was open Thursday, was it? No, it was like, you could um, check in, but you could. Yeah. So I got there Thursday. Well, I mean, I got there, um, yeah, early Thursday and went to the arts center and we were, um, we, that's where you like get ready. Well, you go to the, to the convention center, you get your badges and everything, yeah. which were, which felt really good. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that night over by the space needle, there's like a contemporary art museum mm-hmm. and they did like the opening ceremonies. Like there was some like Chinese performance because like China was being featured that year or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it was like basically like a really big mixer and it was like a huge, I wasn't expecting it because it was mainly just a lot of like big wigs mm. in suits and ties and like it was really dressy yeah and it was more for like the business side of things and there yeah. was like one little latte art competition where like you could win a thousand dollars off in the corner but mainly it was just like this Thursday night yeah it was like mainly like a big dance floor oh know? gotcha um with nobody really dancing because you know they were all professionals so they just <laughs> yeah, stood around so with no their ones like yeah, yeah, they stood around with they had like a cheese and meat board like for <laughs> for their hors d'oeuvres. So it was it was like good old brie cheese, you know, yeah. never go wrong. Yeah, so they just were kind of standing around like doing their thing. Uh that was okay, it was kind of boring, but like I like like Ryan and I work at different coffee shops now. I got hired over at High Top Coffee. Um and so I was there with them. We actually closed down the shop for uh 4 days straight to take the entire crew. Um, so I was hanging with them for most of the time and didn't run into Ryan until Friday morning. Yeah. We met at the lecture. Yeah. You got, and so you guys went through Portland, right? Oh uh, yeah. We drove, drove, man. That was the longest drive of my <laughs> life. It was fun. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like on the way ride. there, it's always different, you know, cause you're, when you're driving, like you're like, you're, you're stoked and excited and giddy. And then like on the way back, it's like, Oh, let's get home. Yeah, normally you would be excited on the way there, except for the fact that, like, we left at 9 p.m. on Wednesday and <laughs> drove through the night and got there at, like, like noon the next day. I was wondering, because I saw the Instagram story, and you guys had, like, In-N-Out on there. Yeah. We and did, I was like... We stopped wait, at In-N-Out in they... Sacramento at, like, 11 p.m. I, 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 for some reason, I had it in my head that you were leaving, like, in the morning or something. And I was like, would they get in-out for breakfast or what? Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, you know, I was like, breakfast burgers before yeah. the, yeah. Okay, that makes so, sense. Yeah, the ride was, I mean, it was great. It was fun because, like, all of my coworkers and everyone, <laughs> 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 you just, like, pop your knee or something? Yeah. Oh, jeez, dude. Are you okay? Uh, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... <laughs> all my coworkers are like really cool um so it was a chill ride it was just really tiring because you know 14 hour it was 14 hours from fresno so 
Yeah, like, that's a haul, dude. I can't like I told I told Karina when I got home I was like I will never drive again. I will fly next time. <laughs> yeah, flying was definitely way easier. Super easy flight, and the prices actually weren't that bad. Actually, so we like, I mean, including the ticket, the whole trip was about probably around like six five hundred bucks. Like for the plane, not including the plane. Yeah, I oh. mean. And then Plane and I, expo ticket? Yeah, so, so I had my expo ticket paid for, and then I paid for a plane ride, which was like two fifty, mm-hmm. and then um, and then they paid for the hotel too. So, I mean, we got we got really fortunate and stuff to have that going. Yeah. But if you're if you're literally going just by yourself as like a barista it's or beefy something, man. It, it's pretty yeah. tough. Well, I don't know. I, that's one thing I will say is, I mean, it's quite the haul for like. I mean, unless you live in Seattle, maybe, but I think the, you know, the expo in and of itself is a, so if anybody's not familiar at all with what we're talking about, basically the Seattle specialty coffee expo is something, it's an annual thing and it was in Seattle last year. Um, Tens of thousands of people show up. This it's a ton of people. Yeah, there's you never knew, especially coffee was so big until you go there and you see, you know, every anyone and everyone that like that has anything to do with coffee in general. It usually go. I mean, because you see all kinds of faces there. Like, I mean, there's people there that are like, you know, probably know nothing about specialty coffee and they just you know they're geeking out. And then there's some that are just like hyper, you know, super into coffee, especially coffee and geek out on all that stuff and are like, you know, big wigs in the industry. And, um, so it's pretty cool. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of, you know, booths set up by companies that are selling everything and anything that has to do with coffee in general. There's syrup companies, there's, there's tea companies, there's, uh, obviously, um, wholesale. Yeah. There's people there selling green coffee from their part of the world. Yeah. Green coffee. Like ambassadors from like, Ethiopia. I saw him, yeah, Ethiopia, Kenya, um, what is another like even China like was selling all of their green coffee like out in these little bowls. They were like, here, take a look at it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't roast, so I have no idea like what looks good and what it doesn't look good. So I was just walking by, I'm like, oh wow, there's green coffee there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool. So I I work at the roastery for a cup of joy, and we like I I went with um both my bosses, and they so one of them. Co- like co-owns and is focused more on the roasting side uh, my other boss is focused on the cafe side so it was cool seeing both sides of the business you know benefit from some of the networking build and that's what really obviously if you're a cafe owner it's a must to go i think you you know you being able to make relationships and stuff with um vendors that are there are great um it's sometimes as hard as a barista to go just because you're very limited on it's it's excellent experience for sure i think yeah. i mean would, would you say overall like you had a good experience oh yeah it was great i like as as just like a regular barista it um i really enjoyed the lectures that were going on mm-hmm. and the competitions that were going on yeah the expo f- so there's like there's three main parts to experience at the expo for anyone listening that like didn't get to experience or didn't get to go and you're wondering what it is uh there's the lectures that happen like in the morning time um and so you know there's lectures on different types of subjects that pertain to the coffee industry that will help not only baristas but also owners and roasters anybody um i the first day i went to the ryan and i actually went to the same ones both days yeah that's actually kind of perfect um but 
the first day was uh, cafe design and how it affects the culture. And then the second day was um, how to create uh, careers and a sustainable career and, yeah. and coffee. That one was awesome because uh, Chris Baca and Chuck from what's his last name? Uh, Jack, I believe. Yeah. From cat and cloud actually like spoke at that one, which was really cool to hear their perspective on like making a career out of your, uh, out of just being a barista, you know? Yeah. So. It was it, both lectures were, I mean, led by really great people, which I think some, I mean, and they're pretty known, I would say for yeah. the most part, like the first lecture, I didn't know necessarily know the people as well, but I did. I mean, they worked for really reputable companies. So the only person I had known was the, uh, like the, the, the no, the head trainer from Stumptown. Oh, oh, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that, she, cause she, she was the one that her family owned cherry street. Yeah. Coffee roaster or yeah. they're not roasters, but they're just a cafe, but they have like a, bun- a bunch of shops around Seattle. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. They, so lecture one was like really interesting to see just from different perspectives of, you know, these people that helped flourish a, or helped a company you know make a actually well-known presence like yeah i couldn't believe it it was there was a gal from equator coffee who was head of uh she was she was up there in the company i think she was an owner but i or what was she i don't think she's i don't know i can't remember yeah i just know she worked for equator from a from a very very early stage when equator i don't think had very much specialty she helps open the first cafe i think she said okay yeah Um, so she she, like showed pictures of them like just being because they used to just be a roaster and they roasted out of a garage on like a single batch kind of a thing. Right, right, right. Like back in the back in the nineties. So she helped open their first space in like, um, was it Martinez or something like that? I can't remember exactly where the first location was, but it looked like it was just like a beach house, uh, out there. Yeah, and, it was it was insane. I mean, it just they basically solidified for me that whole lecture that. I think about problems that, you know, I try to solve at the cafe I'm at, you know, being, you know, I have a, a minimal role, but it's a role nonetheless of trying to build up your, your cafe, make it a better company and, and so on and so forth. And, and honestly, the end goal is just to promote specialty coffee, but yeah, because, you know, I think that's everybody's goal. That's most people that are there, you know, like advocates for making coffee better. Yeah. And all those people had a huge role in the companies that they were at and doing that. And so when you think about equator coffee, they went from like this company that, you know, it was a, they didn't even have, like, they were like arguing over it. Should they have fraps or not? Should they oh, do yeah, this, man. do that? Like, how do you make your customer happy and still have a very good craft that's like respectable? And the gal was basically sharing the struggles of that and the world that it is. I mean, and she, li- she lives in Marin or yeah. they, they started with a cafe in Marin. Yeah, that's it. That's in, the one. In the Bay Area. And mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, they had a great market and they still had trouble with it. And yeah. it's like. It just like one of the things that she said that like really stuck with me was like, like, yeah, you're going to have a customer base that like there's going to be people who want the sweeter drinks. There's going to be people who want the larger drinks, but like it's all about compromise. Yeah. To, but not compromising to the point where it disrupts your values as a company and what you believe in, you know? And I, th- I really liked that part of the lecture when, you know, she was sharing and then, you know, she kind of showed the timeline really well. Yeah. And she was like, and now we're doing, uh, I mean, they did like 17 mil in cells, which yeah. is actually insane. Nuts. I did not know they were that big. And they did, I want to say close to a million pounds uh, of roasted coffee, which 
That's what she said, I think. I, that's like, I mean, that's big time. So I did not know they were that big. But um, she and she spoke with a, a two other speakers uh, who are sharing their story of how design is, you know, a huge part of, you know, being able to promote the uh, not just the company, but the industry. And so yeah, getting people like the cool thing about they uh, what they were saying is there's a cafe that they designed um typically like for equator what they were showing at least was most of their cafes were smaller didn't have a lot of seating Mm -hmm. um and the ones that did were still on the smaller side Mm -hmm. and like they opened one uh i think i don't remember what number it was but they opened a shop that was like huge on the inside and they used it to do nothing but promote specialty coffee Mm -hmm. and like their beans like and that's that's cool for me to see because it's like as someone who works in the industry, like I want people to appreciate beans and I want them to buy beans, you know, Mm -hmm. and like know that like, Oh, it's okay to buy whole beans because like, it's like, it's going to stay fresher longer. They're higher quality than Mm -hmm. what you're going to buy anywhere else, you know? Mm -hmm. So like seeing the way, like they designed their cafe where the back wall was literally like these space shelves in a really cool, like aesthetically pleasing way to where all of the coffees were like individually um, displayed in a really cool way, which is, awesome to see yeah that was the uh it also <laughs> one of the speakers the guy from royal who royal is an importer and they do um they're in the green coffee like uh, that guy was sales. a funny guy man yeah he he did a good job he he's presented very, really well he's very charismatic for sure yeah he he kind of reiterated on the fact that green coffee is a tough business and it was a very simple business to understand like the concept you know you you're buying from farmers and you're reselling it at a higher price and that's yeah. how you get you know your sales and it's it's, it's just not it's actually tough. i mean it's, it's not actually it, that it's it's simpler said yeah easier said than sure. done for mm-hmm. sure and they've done a good job at being a very awesome company to work with so we work with them at cup of joy we've we've had a lot of coffee go through royal um but he works at a whole new like sector of that company where they're trying to develop the um the showcasing ability of the coffees where they're kind of making a essentially a cafe where you know they're designing uh, ways that customers can go experience coffee and then um, make purchases uh, with green coffee after you know showcasing a cupping and uh, brew methods that you know really like highlight whatever they're selling and yeah which I thought was pretty awesome I mean and that's what it's all about too like he he was saying how they're trying to open like a uh, an educational center basically um and that it hasn't happened for four years because they keep hitting hiccups. But like the fact that they haven't opened for four years, it sh- kind of shows that they're not willing to settle for anything less than like perfection. Exactly. And like the way that they describe this cafe is like multiple rooms, a bar, like basically anything you want to learn about coffee, you can learn in this one building, Yeah. which is insane. I think that's like what it's all about in the end, like shared knowledge, you know, yeah. Yeah. shared like experience learning from like professionals coming up in the industry, like all of that stuff, like is that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. He really wrapped it up and, and finished, finished well at reiterating about how important it is to, you know, have, have the community come together and do that. And, you know, sharing knowledge is super important because I think especially coffee is we're getting a lot better in, but we're still lacking quite a bit. And I'm, in my opinion, and I think, the people that start to do that are going to push the, the industry forward. And I think 
actually it's a good segue into the the next lecture that we went to the, we went to with uh the cat and cloud owner yeah with chris and chuck that one was really good yeah so chuck was the main speaker and he actually i didn't even know this until i got to seattle and they were uh presenting him but he uh ex wall street guy uh oh, su- nice. super knowledgeable yeah. i mean i didn't know how you know good his resume was because he he worked at verve with uh chris and jared at the time too Mm -hmm. which so i think when they formulated that relationship you know he really took on a role in the company of um you know he had his just his sector that he took care of and he has a great he did a great job at setting up a foundation yeah um for you know being accountable for the business and you know because coffee at the end of the day you know craft is important you know attention to detail is important design is important but if you're a business and you're not making money you're you're not a business you're, anymore. yeah you'll you're business. you'll fail and it's just like i don't care how pretty your shop looks i mean you won't be around very long and they kind yeah. of reiterated like that was kind of the hard truth but they were just giving a lot of examples of like yes it's the hard truth but um, if you do X, Y, and Z and you have this recipe, you'll be successful. And that was really, really, really powerful, especially as even a barista, you know, I mean, for the business owners, it was gold, but even the baristas, like, you know, I'm just a, a worker at this, you know, cafe in the central Valley. And I was just blown away about how many more things that we need to start doing in our company to reflect, you know, that kind of transparency and, yeah. You know, he was talking about subjects like um, sharing information with you, within the company you're in. So, all the Cat and Cloud employees, uh, they're all in you know in the loop of where their money's going. They 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 log they log all their cash flows. Um, they have profit and loss statements that uh, are being shared with their team leads. That so they know their goals. They know where they're wanting to go how far they should be growing per year, per quarter. Um, it's it's pretty insane. And I just thought that was really cool. I mean, and when they talked about their employee benefits, oh, man. I was blown away. I was like, how are you doing that? This is a company who's been around for a year and a half. And we've had a, a podcast about them where we just went over, we just analyzed them as a cafe. Yeah. And to, to hear about the behind the scenes stuff was pretty sweet. I mean, it's insane, y- man. They're like, yeah, they really, like, they care not only about like their product, but like, who they're hiring and it's, uh, that's that, it's they're all, everything i mean they 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 basically made it very clear that listen we hire from within we promote from within we don't hire you know for a specific role we believe in you know hiring from the bottom up and yeah. and creating new jobs from our staff that we have and they really really like you know they make their employees feel like they're royalty and like that's, that's a, great we also did a podcast on that if you've missed it yeah so we so that we one out too. <laughs> they've doesn't definitely uh you know they've done a good job at setting themselves apart from a lot of other companies and not even in just specialty coffee i think just in general they have a great foundation and that's kind of what i think charles tried to you know if anything he was like if you take away anything just having a good foundation yeah. you know you set up good habits you set up um, a great, a great pathway for success. So that was, it was really awesome. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, um, about you, but for me, like going in to the, the whole trip, 
I, I love coffee. I'm passionate about it. And like, I, I just, I could work behind a bar all day and learn more about coffee and never get tired of it. Um, but like I went to school for audio engineering. And so for a while I was like, I, I should probably like, you know, make money in my industry. Mm. Like rather than, rather than do a coffee my whole life. But like, I went into the trip thinking like, okay, like this might like change my mind. You know, it might make me like want to do coffee for like my career and Mm. like for the long run. And it's exactly like this, that lecture really just like, hit a home run for me like Mm -hmm. it made me realize that's like that's what I want to do for my career like for the long run mostly like mostly because my in my industry for audio and everything like where I where we live in the Central Valley there's not a lot for that Mm. but like the coffee scene is up and coming man everywhere that's what I think was also important they were kind of like you know and and to see how many people went to that thing, oh, dude, dude, it the makes room you was packed out, oh, man. Standing yeah, room only. You may you makes you think like, oh shoot, like this is these guys you know what know they're it, talking about. Yeah, before you know it, like specialty coffee isn't even going to like third wave won't even be a thing because it's just it's just coffee. That's just what it should be. And that yeah. that's yeah, and that's that's the hope, right? I mean that you see you know some more uh, denser areas with with coffee shops, and I think like the hard part is it's you know there's places that are really saturated and there's places that are barren there's no oh, coffee yeah. at all but fresno's on the come up man there yeah i think really got, like, though component over in visalia and they're like a little coffee cart but they're doing a build out right now mm-hmm. the owner of that actually is like a homie of ours over at high top and he was he was the only one from his company at the expo wow and he was like because he's like basically the only one right now anyways mm-hmm. but like to see that they're trying to start stuff in visalia like a little bit south of fresno just like that's awesome that means it's spreading you know yeah people care about this stuff and it's just really refreshing to hear about that you know yeah i guarantee in the next uh you know three to five years you're gonna see at least in in fresno alone yeah i bet you there'll be three or four more shops oh for sure um yeah and i think you know people are just starting to recognize that like this is a uh it's just it's just an industry that's it's it's got a great following it's got a great community it's easy to fall in love with honestly it's 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 really easy to fall in love with and i think you know all i mean we can attest to that but it's it's uh it's really cool to see that happening in, in the central valley and um yeah i'm excited man i'm really excited yeah um that was the first so that was the first part of the expo that you could experience the lectures were as you could like tell from what we were saying pretty phenomenal like very inspiring very motivating like I couldn't wait to get back in the cafe even though I got back at 2 a.m. and had to work at 7 <laughs> I got like three and a half hours of sleep yeah um, you come with a whole new perspective oh yeah it just opens up your your mind and like to the possibilities mm-hmm. you know um, it's really really inspiring I don't like to throw that term around because it sounds cheesy yeah sometimes but it, it really was it, yeah it was I think too and then what I think you were going to hit on next was there's like the floor, right? Oh yeah. I was totally going to say the expo floor, man. It's freaking. So if anybody's like ever been to Seattle or been to the, uh, Seattle convention center, this place is huge. Oh, it's massive. It's beautiful. And there's like a up, like, so to give you an idea, you walk in, you've got the main floor. There's just this huge, massive room full of booths, different coffee, like companies, uh, anything from like brewing equipment to roasting equipment to like people selling uh, green coffee 
Um, and that's like just one of the like huge rooms. There's, uh, in fact, another one on the south side of the building. And after that, you could go upstairs and watch all the competitions. There is like roasting competitions, uh, Brewers Cup, uh, barista competitions, and cupping competitions. It was it was nuts. Yeah, and I think, uh, oh man, I just it's so it's so much to take in when you get it's there. It's kind of overwhelming. It, it's really overwhelming in the greatest way. Yeah. But like I. I mean, even for people that have been in the industry for a while, I mean, I think even them are probably overwhelmed. Like, there's always like new stuff that's like coming out. Yeah, I mean, I think my, oh, gosh, I'm torn between two things that were like my all-time favorite. Okay. Of the Let's whole weekend, and I'm like a total gearhead when it comes to coffee equipment and workflow and efficiency. Yeah. So when I see like new gadgets and stuff, I just freaking light up. So that to me is. Like I'm just blown away at the technology being, you know, incorporated into uh, cafes. And I think sometimes I can't believe how cafe owners don't just like, I'm just like, why don't you buy the best of the best? I'm like, it, making coffee is nowadays, it's going to be the most simplest thing. I mean, when people say robots are coming, like it's honestly the sad truth because there's so many things that are doing everything for us yeah. now. And it's like, holy crap. You like, have your whole line, like your bar be automated if you wanted to. Well, nowadays, I mean, it's insane. It's and nuts. like the craft of it is just, and now there's, you know, before it was like, Oh, well craft is, you know, you have to have someone kind of have all this knowledge and yeah, that is still helps today. But like there's machines now that, you know, I'm thinking about brewers like uh yeah. for like, drip coffee mm-hmm. uh batch brewing like all that stuff is so dialed like there's some great great coffee that comes out of you know these companies like hario and uh curtis yeah uh, curtis too yeah i mean for sure. all of those machines that they're working on they're, they're like new stuff is is insane and yeah. not to mention like walmart zoco and stuff when you get to espresso like Oof. i mean it's it's just the coolest thing and yeah, it was cool to see like the uh, mod bar AV in action, mm-hmm. and like La Marzocco's new machine looked like a freaking spaceship. Oh my gosh, the Leva! Nuts, dude, did the Leva? I got the pull shot on it. It was the coolest thing ever. I watched everybody from it was I think Lexi, Amanda, and Carson all uh-huh. did the same thing, and they were like. Like they get the full rundown from that dude with the accent. He's like, okay, you're going to like boil like this and you're going to do that <laughs> and whatever. And then like, you know, he's explaining all the specs and everything. And then they get on there and they're like, oh yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. And they like, there's like, it's basically, it's this machine that looks like any other espresso machine, like a La Marzocco, kind of similar to like a Strata build out in, in a way, if you yeah. guys are familiar with the La Marzocco Stratas, but it has this huge hand cranks that you like crank down and it f- the- makes you feel like you're like jumping to hyperspace, honestly. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you, yeah, you're like switching to turbo and, but it basically has, it's a different like cylindrical output where your water goes and then your espresso flows like a little more naturally. And like it, it's mixed delicious espresso, but they, they pulled the piston down too early. So it goes boom and like makes this huge noise um, where man, it's like, they this, all jump. Uh, yeah, like a Carson, like Carson did it. And then Spencer was like, Oh my God. And then Aaron was like, Aaron was there too. And we were kind of laughing and then Carson's like, Oh my God, did I break it? <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh, then Amanda, amazing. Amanda did the same thing. And Lexi did the same thing. Like they pulled the piston too early and it, it was actually pretty hilarious, but uh it was cool it was a cool experience and uh sweet machine too just yeah super looking super awesome and then to hit on the second thing i thought was my favorite of the weekend was meeting like quote unquote like coffee heroes i 
was around so many people that I read about, I watch videos oh, about. You were fangirling so hard. Oh, dude, when you I have up. no oh, clue. Gosh. I was, or you do have a clue, because yeah, Tim was there. So I, it's funny, we met up at the lecture, and then we were, we said, we said what's up, and then we all kind of split ways and we we're doing our thing, and then we hit up the the floor at the same time. So I saw Tim again over by the Lamarzoka machine, and right like to my left, I look over to like over my shoulder, and then like. Chris freaking Baca is yep. like right next to me. He's there. And so Tim, so Tim's coffee shop. Uh, so high top is a wholesale client of cat and cloud. So cat and cloud treats their wholesale clients really, really well. And they make really, uh, really great connections and they know the companies really well. So yeah. they're all talking and mingling and stuff. And I'm over here and I'm not like part of high tops crew. So like, I didn't necessarily like, I was just kind of like on my own, but they're all talking to him and I'm like, Ryan's just like, like the outskirt, like standing on the outside of the circle, just kind of like I'm trying to get as close to Chris Bach as possible because hey, I'm like freaking out, and I'm just <laughs> like I'm like, dude, this guy probably thinks I'm just the weirdest mother effer ever, but like I oh, I really honestly I just have so much respect for that dude, and he's he's a super nice guy, and I've talked to him before and and at Cat and Cloud actually one day, but uh yeah it was great i saw him i saw kyle glanville owner of gnb i saw charles babinski another the oh, other yeah. owner of bnb uh, uh, gnb um and i oh gosh i saw so many people and it was just really cool to see all these people in the same place and you know hearing you know hearing them kind of ask and you know talk about some of the same stuff of yeah you know that you know the industry is going through and it was really cool. It was just a really great community. Yeah, absolutely. I got to uh, meet. Yeah, I got to meet Chris for the first time. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that I'd be able to, because um, I like obviously hear a lot about him because mm-hmm. he's like huge in the uh, in the coffee industry. Yeah. If you all have never, if you guys are interested in learning more about honestly any subject within specialty coffee, head over to YouTube and uh, Real Chris Baca, I believe is his name is, and it's uh b-a-c-a baka so he he does like tutorials and he does vlogs very cool yeah great he won an award not long this last year for like his his channel so definitely check it out yeah super cool but yeah i got to meet him um i got to meet the owner of um what is uh take flight oh nice and some of their like baristas one of them's like a, a barista champion and everything so that was really cool just to kind of like talk with them and see like what they're up to who they are and everything um <laughs> barista champion dude i just think about the competitions and <sighs> like it is next level it, like you some people that i work with and stuff and i know that listen to this podcast always talk about me being like this like coffee nerd and stuff i'm like you guys don't even yeah, you know. don't even know man some of the like in the barista competition they have to come up with like this their routine. own drink yeah and they do their whole routine to a song and i'm just like no like that is insane like you have to be you can't even just talk about your beverages like yeah so i put this this and this in it it is like a it's like poetic like they have to talk like as in like and the story of this blueberry extraction is gonna mesh with this lemon acidity of uh and like and it's just it's an it's crazy now you're gonna type up your paper 12 point font double spaced (laughs) mla format yeah and you're gonna put it to a song and also, it's going to be about coffee, and you have to do a routine to it. Yeah, it's it's nuts, man. It's pretty sweet. I, um, it's so cool to watch because you're just like, wow, this is what coffee is, and especially coffee can be. Yeah, so crazy. Yeah, like so. I mean, the expo floor for me was pretty cool. Um, I walked it about at least five times. <laughs> uh, 
before the two days were up. So I, I had seen everything multiple times over. So it was cool. Um, got to meet some people, uh, check out the, there were two La Marzocco booths. The one, uh, that wasn't all their machinery was basically like them showcasing different coffee, co- coffee companies. So I got to see like, um, some of the, you know, companies out there that I hadn't necessarily heard of and try mm. their espresso. Some of them made me like macchiato. So that was cool to try like their espresso with a little bit of milk, to see mm-hmm. how it tasted. Uh, that was a good experience. Um, for the most part, the expo four was like just okay. It wasn't like the highlight of my trip. Yeah, I agree. Be, yeah, because it's I, it's awesome to see the companies out there. Um, but like when you don't have the money to blow on yeah. connecting with a vendor, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, like, and it's, it's, if I don't, I'm not gonna like go buy some equipment that I'm I'm not gonna use it at my house. Yeah, like you know, yeah, it I mean, just doesn't make sense. It's definitely not for the uh, you know your average home barista yeah. coffee geek like i'd be i yeah i mean it's just you go there and you know especially if you're there for three days it's like by the time you've already seen it the first day you're kind of over it like yeah. it kind of like wears off afterwards and i i made two trips just to kind of revisit a lot of the booths and stuff and i was also with my owner so we you know he was getting input on a lot of that stuff but mm-hmm. if you don't own a cafe like your relationships don't necessarily go very far you yeah know? because i mean you walk by the booths and spencer was telling me this he's like yeah like if like people like us we walk by the booths with these like super professional looking dudes who are trying to sell like bags or like green coffee and it's like they they don't even really like care to like reach out because they know we're not gonna buy anything you yeah know? it's like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go over to the ethiopia mm-hmm. green coffee booth and like look at the beans they have because it's like i'm not gonna buy it like i don't care like yeah i, I don't have a roaster at my house so it's like yeah and i, I mean that like, was that was the only thing that i didn't like after the first day and a half i didn't really care to be on the floor yeah so yeah i remember i was with zach the second day yeah and like you know how everyone like goes up to like scan your badge yeah like i so he would they would they go up and they like want to scan i'm like no no no, you can just scan his <laughs> like yeah. i don't need your emails yeah. like i really there like you, you know yeah and i was talking to pace He's our co-owner of the roastery, and uh, he he was in there today, and I was working, and I was like, so uh, how many hundreds of emails did you get from all the companies? And he Amazing. was like, dude, I have so many emails, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. Like, I've done that mistake at Coffee Fest before Oof. in Portland. I don't have, yeah, I didn't get any emails. Luckily, yeah, I had everybody so. scan my badge, and I was like, dude, I don't need this. I I don't even have the money. I'm broke. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. But barista problems barista problems for sure maybe um, not because you know after that talk you make a career out of your out that's of your, true out of being in coffee which is totally true and i think that like all, anybody who's like it is willing possible. to dive all in do it it like, is make possible a to have a career in coffee folks absolutely if you're out there and you're a barista don't give up on your dreams do it do it um but yeah so floor was pretty cool yeah super it was cool. all right like after the first day and a half like and that brings us to the like third part of the expo that you could experience, which in my opinion was one of the most riveting. Like I got nervous just watching it because I was like, holy crap, like, like I don't know how I would feel in this situation. Like I can only imagine how they're feeling, but the competitions mm-hmm. that those were awesome. They yeah. were crazy, man. So I, I, so yeah. So if anybody doesn't really, they're not from there, like, yes, there's such thing as a breeze competition yes or such thing is it's a kind of hardcore man ro- yeah a roasters competition uh there was a brewer's cup and then a a cup ta- uh a cupping 
you already say that? Yeah, they're yeah they're roasting. So, so yeah, because there's, like, there's a cup. Is it cup tasters? Yes. Well, okay. So there's there are four competitions that you could uh, that play or people would or baristas would participate in. I don't know why that was so hard to say. <laughs> um, cupping. So there was like three contestants with eight different like eight different tastes or beans to taste, um, and they were in groups of three. Two were the same, one was different, and you had to put the one that was different forward. Um, and if it was the one that was different, which was marked by a red dot, you got a point as best of eight. Um, and then there's the barista competition where it, that's the one that we were talking about where the barista has to like make up this whole speech basically to a song that's like super descriptive. It's insane. And they basically have to serve an espresso. Mm-hmm a milk-based beverage mm-hmm. and then something that they created and it, specialty it, yeah, signature it, drink. it literally can't even it can't be something like oh yeah this is my vanilla latte that i created it has to be some like crazy elaborate yeah i mean insane it's... drink one guy did something on aroma where like he had this little thing where you like put this like was it all this the smoke came yeah or the, yeah yeah they would like put the espresso over this like bowl that had this like aroma in it and he would put the aroma in there and they'd have to like smell like wave it into their face and smell it and then take a sip of the espresso because it enhanced the experience or something it was nuts yeah it's it's something like if you're not into coffee i would guarantee if you watch that you'd roll your eyes 50 times because it's like it's it's that intense but when you i was nervous for him man i was like oh this guy dude you know what was the most hilarious thing ever i was sitting next to lexi when you were watching that because i watched that same one yeah i was like on the other side where you were sitting Mm -hmm. and so me and uh lexi were like we were (laughs) we were watching the video because they have video while the competition's going on and you're watching the floor and like uh this guy was pouring his milk drink and his hand was like hella oh, shaking dude. like he was shaking all of them were always shaking so hard i'm like dude, and i would too because he's he's got to like obviously everyone's watching you're the judges are watching like hawks and not only are the judges there's judges like sitting down yeah. that you have to serve the drinks to but then there's judges that are literally four inches away from them like watching over their shoulder they can't so they get marked down i didn't know this but the, you get marked the, down if it touched if any espresso touches the grate yeah so you have to you oh, have to like i can i can't even imagine the amount of nerves oh yeah you dude. have to be perfect like you have to be clean you have to wipe down the grate you have to uh i mean obviously your recipe and your doses have to be like perfect so you're grinding coffee and yeah. like it's not as easy as you would think to be like perfectly you know they watch for consistency too like when you're grinding like yeah from like when you're grinding the whole beans into the cup like if you do it the same way every time yeah not to mention it's like okay i better be freaking dialed in like if your espresso is not dialed you're pretty screwed yeah it's not gonna taste good you're gonna get marked down by the judges yeah and they have to do all of it in under or within 15 minutes right and if they go if they go over they get knocked down in points yeah it's it's nuts man it was that was the most riveting because it was just the most intense the most um engaging too Mm -hmm. um so there was that one and then there's the brewer's cup where it's basically like you they brew a cup of like they brew cups of coffee like pour over style i think it was or something like that i can't i didn't actually stay and watch any of it so the brewer's cup i believe i don't remember i don't know all the like requirements for it but i know that it's not I don't think it's like it has to be a like a V60 or anything. I think they can like choose a yeah. brew method, I believe. But they, get they to basically choose and then like they work with like farmers usually, and they have like a coffee that's like 
specially picked and and produced and it's been watched this process and it's it's uh you know produced by this micro region or micro region and it's like super traceable yeah and then they've like it they when they talk about their coffee it's not just like oh yeah i pour it like this it's like well, this is my bed weight and my bed temperature of the beans and the water. And like, this is my volume contact here. time. Oh yeah. My gosh, dude. It's like, it's, it's very scientific. Yeah. So that's, that's basically the brewer's cup. That's it's, um, it was like a smaller mm. corner. And then the smallest one was like the roaster. Yeah. Like roasting competition where it was just like a single batch, like little small sample size roaster. Uh, I didn't watch that one just because it doesn't really, like I, it doesn't intrigue me as much. Yeah, as Yeah, it's kind of like roasting's just one of those things. It's just not for everybody in coffee. Yeah. Like even if you're a nerd out on coffee, like roasting can get kind of, it's it's its own thing. It's I it's, feel like it's ro- cool. Yeah. Like don't get me wrong. Like I and I and I roast coffee, so I I, I watch a little bit, but I I wasn't even as intrigued. Like it's it's also like roasting kind of, coffee is more like a zen den kind of thing. Yeah, and I think they're trying to change the rules and everything because I think the competition like. You know, they, I believe they bring their coffee that they roast on whatever machine they operate at their company. Yeah. And then they might have a, like a live roasting that they do to kind of like, um, showcase some skill set and maybe get marked up or down points. But, but it was interesting. It it was, it was really cool. The competitions was a great, great thing to watch as someone who's never been, you know? Yeah. it, It was, um, when I got like tired of walking around, uh, the floor, cause I had seen most of it. I would go because they had chairs and everything. I would go and sit and watch the competition. Yeah, I vegged out on it. It was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I found myself like fascinated with the barista one. It was Dude, so cool. Man. I'm not gonna lie to you. I straight up want to compete. Like I yeah, I was trying to get in on that one for the first like the opening night where it was like at the arts center, but I was too late to sign up. I was just gonna go do it just cause because it's like it was. I don't know how much it was like not even that much for admission mm-hmm. and it's you just compete with like 30 other people mm-hmm. to win a thousand dollars but i was too late i was gonna really try i've been working on my swans man i got that swan poured down pretty oh, well it's this. pretty consistent but um um yeah like i don't i don't know i f- my uh my boss aaron was telling me i should compete in the barista one next year i'm like there's no way dude like i I'm not that confident in myself as a barista yet to be able to come up with a whole routine and a specialty drink. You yeah. Know? I think my, my, my thing is I just really want to put central Valley on the map. Yeah. So I just, I, that's why I wanted to do it. I think I've talked to pace about it too. And he's like, dude, compete bro. Like just go out there and like, give it your see best what's shot. up. Like, and I, I obviously, I mean, there's some people that, that compete and like, it's not even fair because some of them are like cafe owners and they have oh. so much money and resources to put into the comp- their their routine. And I mean, I guess it's not cheating per se, but it's just like I it's wish there advantage. was different like yeah, oh for sure. And yeah. like some people win like you know they've been multiple, they've competed a lot and they mm-hmm. have a huge recognition and name in the industry, so it's a little biased probably. I've heard that they try to change the rules every year for the the judging um chris bach has talked about it on his podcast or with the cat and cloud podcast and i hear it gets very intricate and and sometimes unfair but um i think it'd be cool to have like um like almost like weight classes you know like they do in boxing to do like a different like a like like a 
maybe something that's like not a cafe cafe owner like breach the competition that's like just for this category or something you know that'd be kind of cool but anyways i think it'd be really cool to compete one day yeah man totally like i i plan on going next year um i don't know if i'll be able to like i don't know if our company is gonna go again i wouldn't put it past them because the company i work for now is uh just amazing um uh and i feel super blessed that we were able to go this year but like I want to definitely try and get in on at least one of the competitions, you know, mm. I, just to say that I did it, check it off my bucket list. And who knows, like yeah. I actually might do well, you know? Yeah. I think that honestly, the one that intrigues me most is definitely the breeze competition just because I think it's a whole, like you just have to be so intricate with yeah. the different things. And I just, that intrigues me. I like the challenge of it, but the other one that's really cool, I think would be the Brewers cup. That one would be cool. I, I was having a blast over at the cupping one they like really they're just so animated over the judge was like going crazy just like you got your slurp he, he, down dude dude <laughs> those guys i went up and like there's this there's this dude from la and he just like like legit he was like this like small like he's just small dude and he went up to the to the first row when they said go he was like <laughs> <laughs> and then like after twice through he like put the put the one that he thought forward and then he went to the next one <laughs> And then like did that one. He was like he was. I think he was like one of the first ones done. It was insane, man. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, that one was really enjoyable. It was like a really hype crowd over there, so that was cool. Um, though, okay, I want to talk about one more thing before we wrap it up. Uh, let's talk about some of the cafes we went to. Yeah, I was gonna say I was just uh, I was uh, thinking about yeah. locals. It's crazy because you know? like on top of the whole like especially coffee, there's already a ton of coffee around and you're like Ooh. you're like you know overdosing on, on espresso out, dude oh but like on top of that there's these awesome like kick-ass like coffee shops that are around all around seattle oh yeah i want to talk about one in particular that i thought was like phenomenal. actually like well yeah phenomenal in the sense that it was just different uh-huh. and that's cafe vivace yep dude oh man what did you think of your shot it was so good i was blown away like i got that thing and i was like this is gonna taste like crap the cafe looks like one of those old like oh it looks terrible it looks like it would be so bad but their their owner is basically responsible for bringing latte art to the united states he's responsible for putting like pid temperature gauges and stuff like on um or yeah putting pids on espresso machines like Dang. he's a t- like a, a crazy tinkerer like he just knows the coffee like the back of his hand he they do things differently and they are like pride themselves on that yeah. a lot of big names i think uh the owners of one of the owners of Minotti's coffee who's another cat and cloud account uh they one of the owners that like, came from cafe vivace like they have some legit talent and the the shot you get which to, like most cafes you go to nowadays specialty coffee pulls like you know 20 to like 35 gram shots of espresso yeah um you know single origin shots are around like 40 grams plus Mm -hmm. i mean so they're kind of this trend in the industry these guys pull a much darker roasted espresso but they pull it to like 10 grams out like it's a 10 grams of liquid It's like this little, little thing that's like, it's like, looks really viscous and like, and you get it and you're like, what the heck is this? What did I pay for? Yeah. And then you taste it and it's like crushed up like chocolate. It's yep. so good. Like they, it's, uh, it's so bomb. Yeah. They handed one of my coworkers his shot. Um, before he even paid, he was in line and they were like, 
oh, here's your shot, man. It's really, it's best if you drink it within the first 10 seconds. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> he was like down and he was like, holy crap, this is amazing. But like, I just thought it, I busted up laughing. I thought it was awesome how they were like, yeah, drink it right now. It just stopped pulling. And yeah. like, oh my God, that's crazy. I know it's insane. And like the, you could tell, like when I was watch, I would watch the barista. So I had a, an espresso from them and then I had a, uh, a cappuccino so yeah cappuccino tastes like a hot chocolate it was insane it was amazing i had mine with oat milk and it was the first time i ever had oh oat that's milk that's where from, you had it yeah from oatly it was phenomenal oh, dude, so good so man. bomb uh the the i was watching all the barises and you could tell they were just super like dialed like they they knew what they were they doing. were so dialed in and they were so nice they were just yeah they were really up with me really good customer service like honestly was that was that was one of my favorite cafes um of the weekend because i went to other ones that were more like hyper specialty third wavy like, like and like yeah. you know like crazy build outs and stuff and like the that's La great and all, cafe La it cafe. was that was a great experience it was good i i liked it i, I liked waited it a lot i waited 30 minutes in line ryan God, was lucky he didn't have to i had zero weight i literally Ooh. walked in there and then just ordered and then got to watch my my 15 dollar pour over get made yes i paid 15 dollars don't <laughs> don't hate on don't it at me it was a cup of excellence winner <laughs> Look it up if you want to know what it is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it, it's it was like this. Is a Peru, right? Is a Peru, yeah. It was like the farm that produced it was just like hella taken care of, and it's worth like I don't know, probably sixty dollars to buy as a bag of coffee. See, I didn't get that lucky. I I was told that it was going to be a thirty to forty minute wait for a pour over. <laughs> oh That's how busy it was. Not that I I didn't really yeah, mind. Some though, people you know? don't appreciate that. Some people don't, you know. But, <laughs> but yeah. it is what it is. Um, the experience was awesome. It's right. It's connected to KEXP, which yeah. is like a radio station. They do mm-hmm. live music and everything, which was exciting for me because like being an audio, it was really awesome to experience that mm-hmm. and like to see like a really cool classic radio station. They got like cassettes and like vinyl records and everything on their mm-hmm. back wall um, where the guy was like mixing and everything. It was it was awesome. And then you've got this crazy cafe build out with like mod bars and like La Mar- obviously La Marzocco. And yeah. Like espresso machines. So like V60s. It's crazy, man. The, the La Marzocco cafe is the... The uniqueness of it is that they they did a really cool concept. So they every month, uh, they have a staff, but they have a new coffee roaster come in uh, and do a residency. They and train, so they they just train them all. Yeah, they train all their all the La Marzocco staff and basically uh, showcase a different coffee roaster. And so yeah. they'll do whatever it is that the they want. I talked to one of the gals when she was pouring my coffee and she told me the whole process and what they do, how they get hired. It's just crazy, right? It, yeah, she was like... It's next level. She, she was like, yeah, we have to learn on the fly a lot because they are dialing in a new coffee and they have to do it however they want. So the, the person who's doing the residency, usually the cafe owner or whatever, will come in uh, or the coffee roaster owner will, will go in and they'll say, okay, uh, we want a... A machine we want the Lamarzoco uh linea pb whatever and like we want the uh, or, or we want a mod like bar do a new build out and everything it's yeah they crazy. redo the bar like they said they straight up have a meeting on sunday night 
they go over for like hours and like dial in coffee to oh, learn man. how they do it as that company does it. it sounds amazing. It it's, sounds oh dude, it's my dream. Can you I was imagine like, how much experience these baristas get like on a regular basis. Oh, I think like, it's the coolest thing. Like because like every single every single machine, mm-hmm. every single like bean that you can think of is just nuts yeah man. their it's their cool. equipment i'm just like looking at these people the gal i talked to she was she worked at blue bottle beforehand okay and so she respect. was <laughs> some respect on it respect oh <laughs> 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 uh, but like she she was really really knowledgeable but i was just like okay you work for some great companies you don't even know what it's like to work for like someone who's been under the radar like you don't know how lucky you are to be working on all this equipment and stuff and i just see her like brewing up this v60 like it's nothing i'm like you better watch that like a hawk like i want my 15 dollar pour over dialed in girl like but yeah it was of course it comes out good you know <laughs> yeah they're so good. they're phenomenal people yeah um, they're cool yeah like i that was a great experience for me and but probably my favorite experience just because it was just so like unique was general porpoise mm. that was how was that i didn't get to go there it was really good it's for anybody who doesn't know, it's basically like a jelly-filled donut shop like with different types of fillings. Donut heaven. Yeah, it, it literally is like homemade and everything slash kind of a coffee bar, like but they serve really good coffee. They serve heart and they have like- On that badass oh, hot pink hot strata. Hot pink strata, dude. Oh my gosh, that thing is like, it's so cool. It's pretty sweet. It is, yeah. But like the people there were some of the- like rivaled cat and clouds hospitality in my book wow really they were phenomenal they were insanely good that's awesome yeah cat and clouds a huge fan of general porpoise yeah they're, they they they're they always whenever they're in seattle and they've done a few different things because i've I watched like the vlogs and stuff chris baca puts up and he always goes to general porpoise oh it's it's a great place the people are like i said they're phenomenal they're awesome they're very kind helpful um the guy that brought me my drink accidentally like bumped the table and like spilled some of it on my pants i wasn't worried about it because i know how these things go like we we yeah. work in coffee we've spilled drinks before and i was like no worries man and he, he he was like dude i'm so sorry how can i bribe you like do you want like money like what can i get you like you need a passport and i was like wait what he was like he made like a huge like joke out of it and that and he like went he was like dude i'm i'm actually really sorry he went and got me like he remade my coffee and then brought me like some free stuff just like some more donuts and all of this other oh, stuff that's I'm like, awesome dude like thank you you didn't have to do that but like just it just kind of shows like how much they care about their customers you know yeah so if you're ever in seattle definitely check out general purpose i'll be back there when i go on my honeymoon in september it's just like it's gonna be amazing but like that was probably it wasn't like my favorite third wave experience but it was my favorite like shop experience just yeah. because the people like i always i'm a sucker for hospitality mm-hmm um, oh for sure and, and they made it like next level yeah it was it was kind of like i was over in santa cruz at cat and cloud that's how nice they were yeah so was, that's awesome it was really cool that's super cool but yeah so if like you guys are thinking about going to sca next year you might have the money um and you're like really thinking like is it worth it i would say just do it man yeah like definitely go for it if you yeah. if you have an itch to learn i mean you're gonna come away with an experience to take back home with you. That's that's the way I, I look at it is you're going to be enlightened. Um, Going to it with an open mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Like For you, sure. It'll be it'll be an amazing experience, not only because of the expo yeah, not and, like, the connections and the people, but, like, just being up there in Seattle and, like, experience the culture up there is also really cool. It's just, like, 
I mean, coming, it might be different for people who live in big cities and like are used to that, but coming from the central Valley where it's a lot more like small time, it was just, it was great to go up there and experience something a little bit larger scale, you know? So Mm. yeah. Thanks for, Um, before you wrap it up, I was totally going to wrap it up. I know. Okay. So before you wrap it up, if you guys didn't know already, we have an email um, to send questions and Q and A's and stuff. If anybody is interested in, you know, hearing from us on uh, different, either if it's brewing at home, if it's anything and everything to do with coffee, uh, let us know. And um, yeah, that email, by the way, is retrospectspodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, so it's, send us in any questions. Email, and also let me know if you think i should compete at the uh barista championship ryan needs a little bit of encouragement he's feeling a little bit self-conscious yeah so you guys got to talk me up so let me know in the email okay all right guys thanks for listening to this episode of the retrospects coffee podcast and we'll see you next time